favorite station. Don't go anywhere. You're experiencing the power of education radio broadcasting. Feel the power. Hey, good evening to you and welcome along to this very, very special show indeed. My name is Ian Rocky. I'm head teacher of Westwood with Iford Primary School. I am absolutely delighted to be here this evening hosting this one-off special or maybe not one-off special show with Russell Prue, the fabulous Russell Prue of Anderton Tiger Broadcasting. Good evening, Russell. How are you? Good evening, Ian. Thank you so much indeed. What a great we are co-hosting this event from two locations, Ian two locations the power of technology and technology is going to feature so highly tonight in this show lots to talk about we've got some fabulous guests lined up that russell has been interviewing throughout the course of today so uh, please do sit back enjoy this show you can get in touch with us via text via email we'll give you those details uh, shortly but first of all we have a live news bulletin coming from the news studios in london Online across the world on the Anderton Tiger Radio Network with Russell Prue, top stories and all the news. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Holly Hudson. Belgium, France, parts of Germany, India and some US states have become the latest places to close schools over the coronavirus. All elite football in England has been suspended as a result of COVID-19. It comes after a Chelsea player confirmed he is infected. And the Brazilian president who met President Trump in Florida last weekend has tested positive for the virus. Welcome back to this very special show this evening, hosted by myself, Ian Rocky, head teacher of Westwood Bethlehem Primary School, and Russell Prue of Anderton Tiger Broadcasting. We are talking this evening about supporting children and young people with remote distance learning. You can get in touch with us this evening. You can email radio at westwoodwithifred.org. That will come through to myself via Westwood Radio. Uh, you can email russell at studio at andersontiger.com. You can also tweet us at WWIP Radio for myself at Russell Prue. And you can text 078 600 17404. Plenty of ways to get in touch. We will be reminding you of those throughout the course of the show this evening. It is an absolute pleasure. And this is the first time we've done this, Russell. I'm very excited. Uh, excellent needs must it would uh, appear to all of us that it's time to roll one sleeves up and just try and do something innovative with what we've got without trying to reinvent the wheel and it was acutely obvious to us both really it was uh, after your show yesterday i think on bbc wiltshire that i thought we ought to do something live between us uh, that kind of reaches out to folks to give them an idea of how we might use that and um, earlier this week came up with the idea of extending the radio broadcast and offering that service free of charge to schools to help them connect to their learners at home. Of course, that's subject to broadband capacity in the home, and that's one of the topics we're talking about tonight. 
Very much so. And and education radio is such a, a, a fabulous and useful medium for connecting with uh, listeners, educators uh, all around the world, quite literally. And, you know, we as an education establishment do have listeners all around the world. And I know that from the work you've done in your capacity, you've had so many various different listeners from around the world in the various workshops and, uh, and radio shows that you've done. So it is far reaching, isn't it? It is. And I love the way you were telling Sue Kinnear on BBC Radio Wiltshire last night, you have a listener in South Korea, a persistent <laughs> listener, and her, I could hear her eyebrows going up. And they were, they so were. Uh, and, and, and I think it's so fascinating because actually, you know, people are, I think, using it sometimes to learn English. It's what I was telling her last night. I think, you know, education radio is great because if you switch it on and you're not from the United Kingdom, it is a great way to be learning English or just to be listening to what learning is taking place in and around the United Kingdom or wherever the broadcast is coming from. And I think probably we're going to talk more about that as the evening progresses, aren't we? We are indeed, absolutely. And of course, cover some of the most important topics. Uh, what materials, how do we do this? What technology can we use? So kind of Ian and I just kind of grab some things together. We do radio a lot. So it seemed obvious that we should do something like that. And Ian does a lot of blogging. And so he's going to talk about how we have set up a live worldwide free to access uh, blog this evening. And we're going to do that live with you if you want to commune with us live using blogging technology. Very much so. Uh, and as I said you can get in touch with us do email in questions you're very welcome to do so radio at westwood.org you can text you can tweet all channels are open this evening this is very much about you the listener getting in touch and also sharing good practice russell's quite right i am going to talk about blogging uh, and we're also going to listen to some very very seasoned professionals in the ed tech industry who russell's had the pleasure of interviewing to, uh, today so so who have we got coming up later this evening russell well we've got our first guest is ty goddard who is the director of education foundation he's responsible for the ed tech 50 uh, that was something that I was very, very pleased to have been featured in uh, quite recently. The 50 most interesting folks uh, to follow or look at this year for 2020. It's their yearbook. So there's a feature in there and he's responsible for that. He's put together a really interesting document that has some great content in there uh, about advice and guidance. And the school that's been closed the longest because of the coronavirus is in Hong Kong. It's an international school and we have got uh, materials and evidence and guidance and help files from them about how they've been able to stay open whilst closed and offer learning opportunities to young people. They're a very interesting topic. John Sutton, he's the uh, founder of Creative Blogs, and that's one of the products we're going to look at this evening. Uh, Mark Anderson, what a great guru and brilliant guy, uh, ICT evangelist. He's more uh, commonly known as that, and uh, we've got him on the show as well. Um, and lots of your content as well, and your discussions and your topics. And uh, if you're too busy, enjoying a sport aid we do understand we are interrupting your sport aid um your sport relief uh, programming this evening uh, and if you are joining us then uh, thank you so much indeed for that uh, if you didn't know it was on then don't go there just send a donation head across to donation.sportrelief.com uh, to make your donation it's a, a well worth it, uh, cause and we're going to need things like that more than ever uh, as we go in the next few months isn't that for sure oh absolutely right most definitely yes indeed um i tell you what i'll do at the moment if that's okay i'll just point you towards the blog that we're going to be looking at this evening uh, just to give you the address 
address. So if you you know look wanting to look at it whilst we're talking, it's westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning. Westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning. Um, it's set up on the Creative Blogs platform, uh, which is uh, set up by John Sutton, who we'll be listening to later on. So do head along there if you like to. There are a couple of posts I've set up for us to discuss and to talk about a little later on. But uh, if you want to get your head around it in the meantime, then do please head across to there. It really is something that is becoming very real, Russell, isn't it? This this idea of remote and distance learning. I mean, as a school today, we've been preparing even further with this. We had a staff meeting last night where we sat down uh, and, and we parked the actual topic of, of discussion that was there originally. And we've actually focused on looking at what facilities, what resources and tools that we can be using. Um, I mean, and yourself, you know, offering the radio as a, as a platform, I think is crucial in having the, the tools to the disposal that you can use in order to continue the learning to a standard whilst we're away from school isn't it absolutely i think young people still need to hear the voice of the educator they need to be led they need to be encouraged they need to be um, motivated and i think that's important um i've met some uh discussional topics online where people think they can just kind of point um a youtube uh, video camera at them and do something live on youtube but that comes with a huge amount of safeguarding risks and a whole range of other stuff and uh and ty has a survey that says that uh um, ooh, something like 65% of educators don't feel comfortable doing that. And there's certainly some evidence in the um, uh, in the Hong Kong document that I'm going to share with you. In fact, it's already been shared on Twitter. If you're looking at my Twitter stream, at Russell Prue, I tweeted that before we went on air before now. If you want to find that, there's a link in there as well. I'll give you that link before we finish on our broadcast. Um, and he's the guest uh, I want to start with as well. Um, and I think it's really important for us to use the blog because um, you don't need to register for for that and that and that's one of the barriers isn't it if people think they've got these huge hurdles to jump over Ian then that kind of inhibits their participation very much so and and that's the reason I've set it up as is because you know when it comes to to, to sort of developing this in a, in a remote environment not all of us are tech savvy not all of us you know are going to be in a position where we could just turn our hand to something very very quickly this blog is going to provide the ideal platform for children and young people and staff and educators to get involved very quickly very simply and continue the fabulous learning that's taking place in schools not just across the country but across the world you know and i've been tweeting out i'm i'm at iraqi i've been tweeting out uh, again to some of my my international colleagues in my in my personal learning network to you know to come and get involved because actually this is well it's a global pandemic actually so so everybody now has the opportunity and and the necessity to be developing opportunities for learning in in a simple but manageable way absolutely right so let's go back i'll we'll come back to that in just a short while listeners uh, it's there if you want to make a comment uh, they are moderated so um we're in control of that and we're not going to let it loose on the world um it's not going to be like a daily mail discussion topic uh, where we go completely off piece to get you won't see any rubbish on there and you shouldn't find anything that's offensive we're in control of that but you don't need to register for that just kind of go on there post a comment There's some really nice topics on there and ian will guide you through that in a minute let's just play our first recording from earlier today ty goddard very lucky to catch just a few minutes of his time and he kind of sets the scene really about the challenges and what he's done i'm back with ian after that don't go anywhere you're listening to westwood radio and anderton 
Tiger Radio join together in our first simulcast broadcast about the coronavirus. Here's Ty Goddard. Uh, listeners, you can't have a show around this without checking your compass with Ty Goddard, who is a big cheese. Ty, introduce yourself and tell folks what you're up to. Big cheese. You've called me worse. Um, Ty Goddard, director of the Education Foundation and chair of uh, EdTech UK. Um, Brilliant. And just yeah, having, me. well, it is you indeed, and you've just published your top 50 uh, movers and shakers in the industry, and uh, it's the best uh, publication you've ever had. I don't know what happened to last year's. Uh, no one on there of any note whatsoever, but you seem to have captured uh, the right group. Now, what's caught my eye? <laughs> that, now look, now look, full declaration. Um, previous years, as you say, could have been seen as a total irrelevance. Is it anything to do with the fact that this year, there's a certain radio chief uh, in that EdTech 50. It may have done, but I can't possibly comment on that. Now, let's focus on the moment in hand. You're a good man, uh, and you know I love you. Um, you produced a really interesting document. You've thrown together a really interesting ad hoc working group around uh, the whole thing about school closures and the possible impact of that. Can you just tell, talk me through this developing digital leadership bulletin, uh, March 2020, that I'm looking at right now, because it's absolutely... Absolutely stunning, um, brilliant piece of uh, research documentation. I don't know why the department <laughs> can't have pulled their finger out and done something uh, along these lines. Why it has to take folks like yourselves to do it? It's stunning. What's just tell me the thinking behind that? Uh, we published it uh, last Sunday, uh, the eighth. We wrote it at speed uh, during the end of that that last week because I think certain issues were becoming uh, really clear. Uh, I think closure of schools and colleges is inevitable mm -hmm. i think uh, better prepared is is the motto and i think what we wanted to do and i've worked in collaboration with the isc the independent schools council digital group um we've become really close partners to think about digital and actually push for digital adoption and, and correct usage and it was clear russell that that Worries were, were afoot. Mm. Uh, school leaders were asking questions, as they should. And I think what we wanted to do was, was both reassure, but also shine a spotlight on, um, and, and it was quite shocking to read in some ways, was mm. one of the schools that had been closed the longest already um, was Kellett School in Hong Kong. Um, and we managed to get Mark Steed, who's the principal out there, I mean, he's been closed since um, Chinese New Year, I think. Uh, so quite a while. Uh, and he put down some pointers, some of the experiences that he'd learned, uh, and I guess some of, the, some of the mistakes that he may have made. So we thought that was useful. And then we uh, put a series of questions to ask. Uh, I, I had a look at them just 10 minutes ago again. Um, and I still, still think they're the questions to ask. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, around this big issue. And it's wor it's a worry. Look, let's be let's be honest. Yes. Um, you know, we've got lots of worries. We've got certain amount of reassurance at times uh, live from Downing Street, for instance, last night. But I think we should be having those conversations, really. 
Indeed, you're absolutely right. I think it's fair to say that the government are making decisions best on the topic of UK PLC and not necessarily best on the topic of individuals or schools or young people. And so it's right that we need to ask these kind of questions there. I mean, a brilliant document there as well. I and mean, we're just kind of touching on coming to these. Um, do you have a shared online space, either or at OneDrive or Google Drive and a whole range of stuff? And uh, do your PTA, can you lean on any governors or for some expertise and 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 how do we consider special educational needs so children who would normally in their workplace have additional support well that support's not going to be available at home just just a couple there well yeah i mean what we what so what we wanted to do was look firstly reassure um our school leaders are some of the best in the world uh and you know it is always educators that step up at moments of crisis um so it shouldn't surprise anyone that we've got people out there uh, just cranking up their already uh, rich digital infrastructure. Uh, there's some people that are, are not phased in some ways about this. Um, I was talking to uh, Outward Grange chief executive the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got no worries that they can provide levels of education what's con remotely. What's concerning him is... Uh, free school meals. Uh, I've been talking to Basingstoke College of Technology. They're rehearsing, as we speak, rehearsing remote learning on their campus in the same building. Uh, they're practicing. Uh, I've been speaking to uh, the AET, uh, Academies Enterprise Trust. Um, again, uh, they're confident they're dig digitally rich. Seaview uh, Primary School in Belfast producing very, very simple uh, information. Guess what? It's about tech and it's about books. Uh, it's about high-tech, low-tech. Uh, Prince of Wales School down in Dorchester, mm. uh, visited by ITV uh, this morning. He's uh, put together some really simple uh, guidance that, that he's sharing. I know Gary so is at got... the top of his game, though, and I wonder, as you've rightly said, not everyone's in that position, are they? No, they're not. And I think what we've got to realise is that some people will be confident about this shift i don't think you can ever reproduce 100 percent of what's going to go on in, in in a school let's be let's be frank uh, but also i would say that there's going to be certain certain schools certain institutions and indeed uh, fe colleges that are going to be feeling slightly uh, out of their depth and I, and I think our major challenge nationally is to think about how can we support uh, these people that are less confident and partly Russell one of the messages we wanted to to give both EdTech UK and ISC digital group in, in the publication was be cautious uh, be pragmatic uh, be human uh, have the conversations as you said throughout your school communities plural mm. um, this isn't easy mm. uh, also find support for yourself as a leader um, this was absolutely crucial uh, do not, uh, you know, begin this kind of heroic leader stuff. Uh, put a support system uh, around you. But also, there are some really difficult issues. You know, Martin Oliver there at Outward, uh, correct to, to look at what's going to happen to free school meals. Uh, Vic Goddard uh, over in uh, Essex there, thinking about, yep. you know, how can we get uh, vouchers from supermarkets for, for kids, safeguarding issues, mm -hmm. uh, issues of... Uh, as you said, special needs. I mean, this is going to be difficult. 
Yeah. But we have to be optimistic. The education world has to come together. And I think we've seen uh, some of the ed tech industry uh, stepping up to the mark. Mm. Uh, I don't want us also as an industry to be bombarding schools with free new stuff to try. Uh, that isn't going to work. It's not going to work for anybody. Um, try what you've got. Uh, try and expand what you've got. But also, let's be realistic, as I said earlier. Um, you know, let's see what is the art of the possible is. Be pragmatic. Prioritise. Um, you know, it's it's a toughie. Indeed it is. Uh, Ty, thank you so much indeed. Are you OK if we tweet out that document, that digital leadership document? Are you OK to share that in a wider group? Oh, God, we're sharing it uh, wherever we can. I mean, we've had a really good reaction. And I think um, it, it, its main thing is have the conversation. Yeah. Uh, start where you are. Please don't think that overnight you've got to, you've got to turn into uh, NASA. Um, no. You know, no one's thinking this. Just, just you know, get your team around you. Have the conversations. Be pragmatic. Please, please don't start a revolution in the next week of, of adoption of uh, ed tech. Stay where you are. Um, you know, be sensible. Uh, be human. Um, humans make it work. Uh, that's the key. Um, and uh, all, all positive wishes for your efforts as well, Russell. Thank you very much. We're doing those that can are doing what they can. Uh, and that's brilliant. Ty Goddard, thanks very much for joining us. Lots of love. Bye bye. Ty Goddard there. Great. Huge thanks to Ty. Um, such uh, an innovative man and, and producing the most fabulous document. Uh, you're here with me, Ian Rocky, head teacher of Westwood with Eifert School. Also, Russell Prue at Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Studios. The time just past 20 past nine on this Friday evening. I do hope the week has treated you well, particularly if you are in education at the moment, because it is tricky time. It's why we're here. It's why Russell and I are here, because we are talking about all things to do with remote learning and how you can support your pupils and your young learners. Ty made some very, very uh, good points there, particularly around bombarding schools. I mean, as head teacher, I certainly received a vast number of emails this week from companies offering their services for products that I don't actually use. And I'm afraid they've gone straight in the bin because um, I'm not in a position where I'm going to start overburdening my staff totally defeats the object of staff well-being and looking after your staff members. Ty absolutely hit the nail on the head there. Use what you're familiar with. Use what you have already in your educational arsenal. It really is so important to make sure that staff are not being overburdened at this delicate and difficult time. We had the conversation last night. I mentioned this at the top of the show that, uh, that we had the conversation last night as a staff of Westwood with Iford Primary School. What have we got? How are we going to use it? 20 minutes of CPD uh, and and updating for staff. And then we are off. The staff have all the children's logins and we know what we are doing in the event that school closures uh, happen if and when more likely to be when rather than if um, moving on now to talk about blogging uh, Russell mentioned not long ago that we have got a shared learning blog it's there it's ready it's live westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning we have a couple of posts on there 
um, blogging, Russell. It's something that can be easily linked to a live radio scenario, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, wh- whilst you're talking uh, as an educator, you'll be quite used to, you know, show and tell technique. You'll need something on the board uh, to hold their attention for them to see and they can do this. Um, we must also think that uh, if children are going to access this from home, that they will not all do this at the same time. It's going to be asynchronous. So uh, perhaps some of them may have uh, a whole range of this. I mean, one of the, the issues that one of our speakers is going to make a, a little later on in the show, uh, I know that because we have pre-recorded that, is that some of our our teachers are also parents and they're going to have childcare uh, issues and they're going to be looking after the kids. So it's going to be quite frantic and quite challenging uh, for colleagues to be able to do this. And I'm not pretending it's easy in any shape or form, but just here, listeners, to give you some cracking ideas and some, some thought processes, just kind of start you off uh, with some of this. So I think um, you can set, I mean, you've, you've done that beautifully. You've got creating writing, uh, creative writing there as well who lives here where does the door take you use your imagination to write a creative story and let your imagination run wild so that's set up there the kids can read that the 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 educator leading it needs a mechanism to get into the ears of the child and that's where radio is just perfect this is uh, and when young people know that other young people are at this and if they're in the same class and you teach them on a class base well i suspect we're going to just almost probably teach people on a school basis rather than a class basis so we're going to we're going to have very highly differentiated activities um on screen at the same time you, you need something to direct them to that they can all then go and do not whilst i stand here on the microphone in silence waiting for them to do it it's going to be you know a a start them off and let it go kind of activity very very much so in Indeed. And, and these are the reasons really why I kind of and we use blogging as a platform uh, on a regular basis. In fact, I've been working with a group of, of boys this week where blogging has provided the perfect focus for their teaching, learning and particularly their writing because they're creating uh, evidence and content. In terms of uh, working with groups of young people, as you say, who are going to be accessing this learning at various different times, putting something up there which anyone can access and is almost becoming self-differentiating is absolutely perfect. So creative writing is one of those ways in. We often use a picture prompt. Sometimes we use uh, a, a word prompt as well, which the children can reply to in a comment. So if you head to westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning, you will see, as Russell says, a, a photograph there and by the way it's a good time to mention uh copyright and the use of photographs on blogs you will notice if you go to the blog that there is actually a photograph there which has been taken it's been set up but it credits the author and it credits the owner of that image at the bottom it was taken from photosforclass.com all of them copyright free no attribution required another good site for this is pixabay.com as well we use both of them in school and it's all about teaching children about copyright and about ownership schools too often come unstuck when they use images that are not their own they've not been taken or they've not been properly attributed Uh, and so this is something we we really need to think about hence that particular image so the children can write they can uh, write in response couple of quick questions let the imagination run wild and we are away in a very very straightforward simple but interesting and engaging way because let's face it all children love a keyboard they love to sit they love to type they love to create It's using technology, as Ty mentioned not long ago, in a very, very 
purposeful way. And I can really see children engaging and, and educators and professionals engaging with this right across the world. Can you, Russell? Absolutely. And and that work needs to be validated. You can't just kind of type it and let it go off into the ether. It needs to be commented on and other people in the class. And that's the kind of a, the next stage here. So when a child has actually written into the blog, then other folks comment on it in that group. And it's that praising, that kind of encouragement that motivates and inspires them to uh, to move that forward. And, and you made a very interesting point about copyright, but there's, let's also just move that into safeguarding as well using class pictures of kids yeah. online is also an absolute uh well a no-no unless you've got clearance for all of those kids and i, I read just this week at the information commissioner's office find two schools uh, thank goodness uh they weren't any of our schools or anyone that i know find two schools for uh publishing photographs of children where parents had explicitly said do not share photographs of my child outside the school and they'd broken the rules whether they'd done that accidentally or intentionally it, it's happened however it happened and you cannot do that and this is not the time to kind of relax those rules we must stick to all of those rules those frameworks all of the safeguarding policies that we have in place in school it's absolutely essential absolutely right russell and and also in terms of copyright i mean the one thing obviously you and i are dealing in audio constantly on a day-to-day -day basis is having consent for children's audio uh, i mean i went as you said quite rightly to bbc wiltshire last night who uh played out very kindly something i'd uploaded from our best show maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later but before i got it to bbc upload i did make sure that i got the consent from parents to use their children's content because it is such a, 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 a an important thing to to have to do very quick mention i've just feeding down my twitter feed here we've got a listener david mitchell uh deputy mitchell who is all to do with blogging hence the link is listening from chorley just outside manchester good evening david a very warm welcome to you thanks for joining in in this uh, show this evening um, and David of course goes around the country talking about you the use of blogs engaging children and young people in blogging and I'm sure we'll be um, pretty busy at the moment supporting young people in schools as well with that particular forum and that particular way of blogging. So um, the other thing I wanted to mention, actually, because on our blog, I did put, I have put a globe. Uh, and the reason for that is from a children's point of view, Russell, you talked about validation. Children can actually see where the visitors are from. So actually, it's really interesting to get people, if you, you know, Twitter, fantastic medium, as you know, with your many thousands of followers, um, to bring people to the blog and get a flag in there and say, well, look, you know, actually, at this moment in time, I'm looking at the blog. We've got somebody from Bristol. We've got somebody from Chorley, you know, and that could be just about anywhere. Yesterday, when we were blogging, we had somebody from Singapore. So you're absolutely right, Russell. Validation is everything. But it's the same when using radio, isn't it? It's exactly Absolutely. Exact absolutely. And we do it on radio with text messages, with emails in. And it's just kind of extending that concept that we have. Uh, I have personally over 11 years of experience of that uh, in classrooms. So we know it works. It works time and time again. And I think the message, uh, one of the kind of outcomes from this uh, radio show is use stuff that you as an educator know works in the classroom. Just extend that outside and use technology just to bridge that gap.
Very much so, indeed. And and I know shortly we're going to be uh, listening to John Sutton, who is talking about uh, blogging and and setting up and using blogging as a medium, how it can be used to, to to support children. So I would invite you, if you're listening this evening, you are very welcome. It's just exactly nine thirty on this Friday evening. At the moment, we're talking about blogging. Russell Prue and myself, Russell Prue, recently included in the EdTech Fifty, one of the top fifty. EdTech educators in the United Kingdom. Congratulations, Russell. I'll get that in now. You're very kind, but don't let me stop you. I wasn't going to interrupt you in any shape or form. Uh, It's an amazing honour, I have to say, and I'm in such great company. There are people like uh, 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 a whole range of people. I mean, Mark is in there. Al Kingsley is in there. I'm amongst a collection of brilliant folks that are really pushing the boundaries and the envelopes of learning uh, with some of this kind of technology and we've been doing it quietly in our own uh, selves for quite a while it's just nice to have some recognition so thank you so much to everyone for that well and it's absolutely just deserved i mean you are an inspiration to us all in uh, the way that you deliver and, and that you promote and you, you work with audio and radio uh, and you are such a, an evangelist in your field and it's an absolute pleasure and it's a pleasure to be on air with you this evening so you know more of that to come from later from russell i'm sure because he is such an absolute pro and has so much to give the fact that he's on air this evening He sees the need to use education radio to develop pupils' learning in such a positive way. I mean, that is just absolutely typical, and it's only going to be very, very beneficial and positive for young people over the course of time. So blogging is the topic of the moment. Westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning is the blog. Tweet us, please. You can do so at WWIP Radio or at iRocky for myself. You can tweet Russell at Russell Prue, at Russell Prue, P-R. R-U-E. And you can also text, if you fancy, uh, you're sat watching Sport Relief and you've got us on in the background, 07861704. All of those will come through to uh, either studio this evening. Uh, Russell and I are working completely in tandem on this Friday evening. Um, so, Russell, who have we got coming up next? Oh, I love it. I was just thinking that you so need to be doing some more on the BBC. You so do. I've just That was the smoothest BBC standard link as well. Uh, let me try one now as well for you. Uh, so, listeners, let's just leave uh, the fabulous uh, David Mitchell, Deputy Mitchell, to perhaps make some comments on the blog, and you can do the same as well, whilst we listen to the guy that made that possible john sutton creative blogs is up next and after him we're back with another conversation live on the telephone is john sutton from creative blogs john how the devil are you i'm very well thank you russell um all is good in uh the sunny Loon Valley today. Excellent. Tricky times for us all as we are very focused on how the two of us can do something to help a young folks connect back with their school. Blogging is an essential part of that activity, but I think the challenge for you and folks like us, how do we get schools up to speed in absolutely no time at all? What can we do, John? Well, it's, it's certainly a challenge. I think... Um you've got to understand your limitations. I think uh, some secondary schools that have had learning platforms for years have got loads of experience and loads of resources, and they can move to an online world pretty quickly. Um, a lot of primary schools in particular probably haven't got any experience at all of 
delivering any kind of online content um, beyond providing a few web links on their website. And so to think that you can go from um, zero to providing a full curriculum overnight uh, is pretty unrealistic. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you've also got to bear in mind that if we're in a school closure situation, that many of the teachers who are, are going to be delivering this online content are also carers and, and they'll have their own children at home as well and, and they often be looking at their own priorities rather than uh, spending loads of time creating content for, for their class. And then you've also got obviously got to consider um, broadband uh, connections at home. Um, most most houses these days do have a broad broadband connection of some kind, but mm. uh, you'll often be in a situation where siblings are sharing it. And uh, in my household, for example, I've got I've got two kids, and if if resources were stretched, then I would be focusing my resources on my 16-year-old who sits her. GCSEs hopefully uh, this May mm. and not my 11 year old who, who will probably be just as happy um, playing some game online <clears throat> so there's, there's lots of limitations and, and, and schools uh, have got to understand that um, yeah as I said getting going from zero to a, to a, to a providing a full curriculum in, in one go is going to be very challenging indeed. So what are there any opportunities about hanging learning on the back of other folks learning who have perhaps already seen uh, the light and made the steps towards this? So, so if you've got something like a class blog, it, it's pretty easy to, to share uh, ideas for activities. Um, it might just be a case of um, sharing um, non-digital activities via class blog. So, for example, I've just seen online, I think Pobble have done a brilliant uh, uh, sheet with 25 non-digital activities that you can mm. do. Mm. Uh, and just sharing that just sharing that on your class blog would be a great, great start mm. uh, for parents. But you can also do lots and lots through a class blog that doesn't require... Um, a great deal of, of 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 difficulty you know you can you can get uh children uh responding to images and writing stories and all sorts uh very very straightforwardly without having to worry about um the the, the possibilities of, of having to run live lessons and that kind of thing yeah i know uh, if you want to do that sort of stuff you, you do want to actually go and do uh live lessons with your class then then i would suggest that you you need to think about it and maybe dip your toe in the water and maybe only try and schedule one per week at a specific time. And there's some really, a really good pl platform you can use for that. It's called jotcast.com, which is um, uh, an online moderated blog chat platform, uh, which schools can use for free. Hmm. Uh, I think if you go to my Twitter feed, I will, which is at uh, creative blogs, UK, I'll, I'll, put that up as a pinned tweet so that people can find the link for that thank you and for a sign up uh so they can they can find it very easily good um but that that's one of the one of those sort of platforms that i'd be using and there's another one actually um while i'm thinking about it there's a a, a tool that i use called loom um and it's uh, you can find it at useloom.com and, and use loom is uh 
is a video, it's a desktop recording tool, very, very simple to use. You can simply record your desktop so you could be explaining sure. to uh, children how to use an online tool. And the Uslin Pro uh, software is available for schools free. And it's not one of these just for the duration of coronavirus. It's free in perpetuity. So you That's can nice. go to uslim.com as an educator and sign up for a free account. And you've got a fantastic tool that you can very, very uh, quickly record a video to explain what uh, to your children what you want them to do. Mm. Paste the link into your blog yes. and it will embed the video really simply. So it's a, using a blog is a really simple uh, platform to, to, to get... Uh, children collaborating and maybe if you if you're sort of um, worried about setting times up for uh, sure. uh, this sort of thing to happen a blog is is live and online all the time and children can dip in dip in and out of it as they need rather than having to be fixed in front of a screen mm. for, for long hours during the day indeed i can't imagine that's a sustainable or even a desirable although i would like to know that they're all in one place at once so perhaps morning registration and afternoon registration would be yeah, good points that, of time that, to know. That, that kind of thing you yeah. could you could use something like jotcast love it to just just for everybody just to check in just nice. to say hi i think that's important as they're well. all right indeed i think that's important uh, john thank you so much for your time uh this is one of our thrown together radio shows and i'm very grateful for your uh, your time this afternoon just to record that before our, our live slot tonight at nine if folks uh, and have enjoyed listening to you where can they get hold of you and where can we find out more about your creative blogs so it's been an absolute pleasure russell um as always uh, I am uh, creativeblogs.net. Um, uh, you can find me online and on Twitter. I am at creativeblogs. Uh, sorry, at creativeblogsuk, or if you want me uh, at hgjohn. Perfect. So either of those will do. And Thank as I said, I'll I'll pin that Jotcast tweet to sign up for that. Thank you. Uh, onto my Creative Blogs UK Twitter account. Perfect, John Sutton. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. A pleasure. It's 19 minutes to 10. You're listening to Ian Rocky and Russell Prue live on our both radio channels. This is being simulcast across the Anderton Tiger Broadcasting Network and, of course, on Westwood Radio. We are trialling the process that we both uh, constructed earlier this week about delivering an online live radio broadcast to young folks in their homes in the event of a school closure, and we're using blogs. The topic at the moment is about blogging and i've had a couple of texts this one is from a listener in chorley great show guys listening from chorley i must be up north somewhere i'm away that afternoon i think in geography uh, never a better time to talk about the impact of blogging keep up the great work well thank you so much indeed uh, hi russ and ty oh, lovely he's not really here you know uh, enjoying your company and ideas this evening thanks carol allen carol lovely to hear from you and thanks so much indeed. ty's doing something in time different i have to say he he wisely took the option of uh, of pre-recording bless him i'm sure he had other commitments but uh, we are live and we're enjoying carol it's lovely to know that you're there as well we're doing what we can uh, to help folks as well ian any comments on the blog 
Yes, thank you, Russell. Indeed, we do. We've got a comment on the blog. Good evening, everyone. This has been approved. This is live. So I've just gone into the, the back end of the blog and I've approved it, which is so simple to do. Good evening, everyone. I'm writing this from Chorley near Manchester and I can see Chorley on the globe too. I work with students and teachers all over the place, helping them to use blogging to improve attitudes to learning. Good luck with the show and this blog. David Mitchell, thank you so much, David, for getting involved uh, and, and for just getting something on there just to show what an easy process this is and how powerful it is for uh, working with young people and children as well absolutely it couldn't be simpler than that and we're we are trialing the concept so we've both agreed that we need something to focus young folks minds because they're going to come to this in an asynchronous fashion i don't think it's going to be possible to have every child sitting at a computer even if that were possible you'll never get them all there at nine o'clock you'll never get uh, uh, uh the more they're in the right place of time but you're going to have to set some uh, actually quite i quite like this approach to learning this kind of pupil-led inquiry-based project-based that unfortunately uh we're uh, as far as the government are concerned we're heading in the opposite direction of that at the moment and uh, and, and we shouldn't be and and we might find some interesting positives coming out of the way we're being forced to use technology now and the kids all won't be in the same time so we're going to need to set activities set jobs set tasks and then come back but they do need to be supported and they do need to hear the educator's voice that's so important isn't it Ian yes it very much is and and it's something that I'm certainly going to be using um if and when the the, the shutdown comes you know it's going to be sitting here in my in my studio at home as you are Russell as well you know using the technology in a positive way to connect with young people but also connecting with educators and, and professionals as well because as a platform of course education radio is is absolutely fabulous and we use it all the time in terms of the blog, sort of going back to the blog, something we've also added in as well are, are things called Gravity Forms, which actually don't even require a comment. You can click on a link. And so head to westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning. Along the top, you'll see uh, a scaffolded book review. Now, that is very, very simply uh, a click on link. You can uh, scroll down through and there are some boxes to fill in. Title of the book, uh, what type of book are you reading? But then not, you know, not just empty boxes for children to fill in information you know if you've got the author but also you've got some prompts what was the book about what were the main characters uh, write your first name first names of course only from a safeguarding perspective so incredibly important mm. But this really here is an ideal opportunity to get children to consider um, their books that they're reading. So this it really is something that everyone can get involved in. And like you say, can be done at various different times, but so accessible, particularly when there's somebody on the uh, on the radio guiding them towards that, Russell. Oh, it's essential because, I mean, oh, yes. Oh, what did I see? Another interesting. Oh, uh, someone said, um, oh, we don't need technology. Just send the kids home with a pile of books. Yeah, right. Let me just tell you how that's going to pan out. Um, they're going to spend more time standing on them than doing anything else with them. Bless them. I'm sure there will be some young folks who read them. But this is the encouragement. This is the motivation. This is what educators do in the classrooms on a daily basis. And we need to give them some space. The kids need to hear their voice. And I don't think the solution is opening up a laptop camera and broadcasting into their homes. There's a safeguarding raft of problems with that. Um, uh, and it's too difficult. And I think this is back to what I've always said in many of our conversations. Audio just wins hands down every time for me. 
um, because the visual focus is the online blog is the resource there as well. And the, and if you don't like blogging, there's lots of others. Um, and we want to talk about Google Classrooms in a minute with Mark Anderson and a whole range of other stuff because he really nicely picks apart uh, the office because he kind of talks about schools either being a Microsoft Office school or a Google school. And he talks in great detail about that. What are you, Ian? Uh, we are a Google school. Actually, we've always been a Google school. So one of the conversations we had yesterday was about Google Classroom. So uh, I lead on computing at school. So I tend to do a bit more teaching of computing than maybe some of the other staff. However, our Key Stage 2 staff automatically said, you know, let's, let, can you show me? Can you just give me a little bit of info on this? And they've gone away. And I know today for a fact that they have set up uh, their own classrooms with children. They've set up some activities. They've had a trial run of this as well. But you're talking then about safeguarding, Russell, which is so important. One of the things I've asked them to do is include me in their Google Classroom as an extra member of staff, an extra pair of eyes, because, of course, if there is communication bouncing between educators and children, you know, to have that second or third pair of eyes there just to look over the message, to look over the content, I think gives that person peace of mind and we're protecting everybody. Absolutely. We don't know how long this is going to go on. And we both have to come up with uh, ideas that are sustainable. This is not a flash in the pan thing that you do on day one and then just kind of leave it for the rest of the several weeks. I think um, I mean, it's hard to comment on what's going on, but I think th uh, the delay tactic that we kind of moved in means that we didn't close our schools today and we're not going to close them on Monday. But when we do, I think they'll be closed for longer and therefore we're going to be more isolated for a longer period of time. And we're going to need activities that are sustainable, not just something that goes wham, bam, thank you so much. And then it kind of drops away. This is something that's ongoing, isn't it? Kids need to be self-motivated with this. Yeah, they do need to be self-motivated. And, and also schools need to be prepared, you know, and, and yeah, what would be lovely and what would be great is to have some DfE guidance, um, some clear DfE guidance on what we should be preparing for. Because, you know, you'll be you'll be the same, I'm sure, Russell, you know, it's reading through the Twitter feed. Um, people are saying, well, you know, what are you doing? What what is there anything that I really can be getting organized? Um, and it would be great to know what is the expectation? Because this this is an unprecedented position. I've been in education for 24 years and I've never been in this position where I'm looking at a school closure and thinking about how then we continue the uh, the learning journey uh, beyond the classroom because of course the other thing is those of us that are in the inspection window I count myself in that because we are due an Ofsted inspection anytime now but um, actually, you know, it's going to be when we return to school, I think the measure of this, Russell, is going to be what have schools done to support their children's learning at home? And that's going to come from parent voice, isn't it? Oh, like you can't believe. I was waiting for you to mention that there as well, because, of course, they're asked on the inspection. And that'll be a very pertinent question about uh, were you satisfied with the provision outside of school? I mean, we'll have to get over the grumble norm which will happen when uh, and the groaning when um, parents have to somehow support uh, their kids at home when the school's closed that's going to be a terrible a terrible
terrible burden. Um, and we touched upon uh, upon free school meals and a whole range of stuff. How are we going to feed these kids um, uh, that would normally be fed at school on a, a free school meals provision? How, how is that going to happen? A whole range of difficulties here. And I think the community is just going to have to pull together on this. I can't think of anything else. Absolutely. And I've just seen uh, Carol, Carol Allen. Good evening, Carol. Lovely to have you along this evening. Um, tweeting out, you know, oh, how I wish the Bechter work on home access had been buried. Very pertinent, particularly in this current climate, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, not, not that, but a burial of Bechter as well. It's yeah. the first thing that, that Gove did, I remember, uh, uh, on his appointment. It, it, dreadful, dreadful. And, and lots of comments on, on uh, uh, Facebook as well. Uh, fabulous Simon Finch was talking earlier today that, you know, he was the learning platforms officer for the Northern Grid for learning. And, and this is 10 or so years ago when, you know, there was emphasis around uh, making schools complete autonomous learning entities where learning could take place in and outside of the school that work was never finished it was never properly funded and here we are again just kind of grabbling at the edges trying to gather some resources together great comments carol well done excellent no, very much so. And and also, this, this seems like a really good time. We're talking blogging at the moment. It's just reminded me, actually, looking at my own uh, Twitter feed here, you know, David, David Mitchell, uh, deputy, at Deputy Mitchell on Twitter, who's been joining in the conversation this evening, he does run something called quad blogging. Now, you talk about validation, Russell, which you were mentioning earlier. This is quite possibly, in terms of blogging terms, the, the best kind of validation, because quad blogging works on the principle of four schools working around a blog or they've got their own blog every fourth week one school takes it in turns to receive the comments from the three other schools now again i'm not advocating this is something that necessarily could be um if it's new to you as a school but certainly if you're a blogging school this may well be something that you could consider because if you've got your own blog you're already practiced in the way of blogging are there other schools which you could link up with so that when children are at home they have their audience in their peers but also the members of staff that uh, that teach those children mm. But also, you know, the, the parents and the families of those children as as well. Because, you know, as educators, I very often, if somebody will tweet out, oh, so-and-so would love a comment, you know, that would be that would be good. Um, could you come along? Yes, absolutely. I can go do it. And we do that for each other, you know. Um, David, very, very pertinently just made the comment, you know, great to hear this show. Thank you, David. Very kind. So long as educators see that the blog post is not the end product, it's the quality feedback that comes in from peers and the real world. Well, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's that validation and the feedback from the learning for those children just makes the difference doesn't it absolutely and it's exactly why uh, it works in radio as well because we've got parents listening to their broadcasts and parents are making comments live on uh, on twitter on email and on text and it's that validation it's that yes i can do it it's that and that's what great learning stems from and it's encouraging those kids and i think there's a great thing and if we want them to read and and write about those books then this is the emphasis the impetus to make that happen because they can see a credible authentic outcome coming from that activity as well um you'll see carol's just remarked there as though those with head injuries who are awake uh, out of school hours uh, could have access to learning um uh, those who have school phobia anxiety etc also 
really interesting comment as well. I've missed the first one there as well. Anytime I knew. Oh, right. Okay. So it's two of three. It's the, the third. Test. Have you got the the first? Uh, I have. Oh, right. Anytime, anywhere in learning should not be a vision or an ideal. It should be available. Inclusive learning would be enhanced, as you then go on to say. Uh, those with head injuries who are awake or out of school hours could have access to learning. Those who have a school phobia, uh, anxiety, etc. Uh, and Absolutely. then it goes on to a third, which hasn't yet come through. No, but she okay. made really clear and, and valid point there. Thank you, Carol. And thank you for joining in uh, with that. I'm going to just quickly go back to what John said, was talking about Jotcast. Yes. Because Jotcast, uh, whilst we're talking blogging at the moment, absolutely fabulous. This, to all intents and purposes, is an open chat window that can be embedded into a blog. At chat for the purposes of adult discussion. Obviously, we don't make it, we don't call it a chat window to children. No. It's a discussion. It's an open discussion window. So without having or the need to have face-to-face -face online learning, um, which, of course, as we've discussed already, provides uh, a safeguarding issue. The, there is an open window where uh, questions can be posed, pictures can be uploaded, prompts can be uploaded. The, the, the learning can take place on the blog and anyone can join in fully moderated. Jotcast is fully moderated and the, the learning scrolls through as the learning is taking place. The moderator, the class teacher, the professional uh, sees what goes up on the blog. They approve it. They get it going up there. Um, and it's a really, really effective way. I've used it before. Um, an example was uh, <laughs> once upon a time uh, for our early years in reception class, they were learning about explorers. I, I was um, amled the Norwegian explorer. Um, and I was sat in my office in my ski boots, um, surrounded by, by, by my, my cold weather gear. And they were asking me questions about what life was like as an explorer. Now, for them, you know, that was absolutely fulfilling their learning intention. And it was giving them that opportunity to really ask some fabulous questions. Um, but for me, it was just I was just sat in my office doing it. And that's something you can do from a remote learning objective and and i think that jotcast certainly is a great one use loom as well john uh, john mentioned um a really really good resource um because yeah you can create very very quick screen videos which can be used to teach um uh, learning at home i've done it for for how to log into a blog a couple of minutes and you're there so some really good tools um there i know we've got other interviews coming up who have we got coming up next Russell? excellent well we're doing well on time we're going to be over our slot but that's fine it's a it's a flexi learning opportunity i think mark anderson it was very important to kind of check our our, our compass there um just before i introduce him uh jotcast still free it's free of charge folks uh and um uh john has pinned a tweet with all those links uh on his um on his site as well hg john uh, you can go and find him at on twitter which is really good uh, mark anderson it's quite a lengthy uh, piece listeners it's about 18 minutes long um, but it is packed as with every intervention from mark it is absolutely packed with every second so if you're listening get your pencils and jotters ready uh, we will make all of this show available afterwards um, it'll be a masterclass in broadcasting if i'm not mistaken mr rocky um, <laughs> the others will simply follow it it's it's a good it's really i'm very pleased i hope listeners are enjoying 
it as well because we're, we're having a blast of fun here as well um it, it, it's a veritable uh, smorgasbord of brilliant that's norwegian comment there, um um of um of top tips great stuff you always get that from mark as well uh, so just before we go into that anything from you ian before i hand Thank over to him for asking i'm so glad you did because i didn't want to interrupt you yes i've had a couple of comments which i've just approved on the blog mags ammon says i'm in cavan ireland very near the border between the republic of ireland and northern ireland which is part of the uk also mr howie hello from belgrade serbia wow. the international appeal of the blog is there for all to see and i can go onto the blog now and i can see wellington wellington there's a, there's one at the bottom of the globe yeah, there is. Oh, you're absolutely right. We've got, so, oh, look at this. We have New Zealand. We have New Zealand. We've got Belgrade. We've have our, We've had Ireland and we've had the United States on the blog this evening. For a child and young person, Russell, that is gold. Absolutely. That is absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to know what the time is there. So they are ahead of us. So it is, oh, it's very late or it's good morning. It's good morning to listeners in Wellington. Hello. It really is, isn't it? Is it 11 hours? It could possibly be 11 hours ahead. But it just goes to show, you know, that people are taking their roles absolutely seriously and looking to to, to peers and to, to others for, for sharing good practice. And that is what's happening all the time. Sharing good practice, sharing good ideas, which people can then utilise and skill themselves up in a way which is going to be manageable and isn't going to tax each other. Talking of which, I know Mark has some absolutely fabulous ideas because he is just so good at what he does. So, Russell, would you like to introduce him? Because I know how good I, a friend he is you're for You're very kind as well. And while I'll stop it, having both of us do this, uh, Ian, if you just do a tweet about that, that'll just be fabulous. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we're just coming up to one minute to 10 o'clock. My goodness, the time is going. Uh, we'll stay on air until we've completed our show. Just a, a little bit more uh, you are listening to ian rocky and russell prue live across the planet and i do mean across the planet we are demonstrating and trialing just for ourselves really about the concept of using radio audio broadcasting into the homes of children whilst we support their learning with a blogging environment and that's one of the activities we're talking thank you so much indeed for coming to the audio stream and thank you so much indeed for coming to the westwoodblogs.net forward slash learning we've set up this evening with some brilliant content ian i've been chatting about that ian is hosting the show from his home studio uh, in wiltshire and i am in our headquarters studios here in buckinghamshire and we've just linked the two of us together across skype uh, he's got a good headset and a good microphone that's an important key here as well for broadcast kind of thing we've got a channel open for us that's not costing us a penny to do that and we're just using our broadcast channels for that please comment please uh, engage with us we are on the air for another probably 30 or so minutes. Here is Mark Anderson, the ICT evangelist. Uh, listeners, we couldn't we couldn't put a show together without chatting with the fabulous Mark Anderson, the ICT evangelist. Mark, the voice of reason. How the devil are you? I'm not too bad, thank you, Russell. Thank you. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're good. So, um, uh, Ian and I had this cracking idea. Oh, about ten thirty this morning. Wouldn't it be great just to throw a show together with some advice, r- rather similar to what you were doing last night? Um, and so everyone is on the page quite clearly, and we're all trying to do what we possibly can for for colleagues who uh, are feeling some form of pressure at the moment. Um, what's your understanding of the situation so far? 
Um, well, <clears throat> if you look at Twitter, um, then the rest of the world seems to be having a really great response to what's happening and doing what they can to uh, try and mitigate against further spread. And um, not so much here in the UK. So I, I don't really know what's going to happen in the future, um, but certainly I, I can foresee, as I'm sure you can, there's going to be plenty of upheaval uh, in the coming weeks and months ahead. Mm. Um, what I've been doing a lot of is really sort of sharing uh, with people uh, sort of best practice approaches and, and all these sort of things um, and trying to, like you say, um, have a voice of reason mm. and trying to keep really calm because, you know, I, I read a report, um, maybe things are changing so quickly. But yes. maybe, maybe, Maybe it may have been yesterday. So, like forty percent of schools are, aren't prepared for um, closure and, and supporting learning uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, my, my guidance and advice out there is, is you know, not about throwing no, no pun intended, um, or throwing the baby out with the bathwater or any of that sort of stuff. Um, but keep keep to your systems that you've got already. Keep mm-hmm. you know, be really clear in your expe- expectations. Uh, manage. Uh, expectations because um, parents are going to be exceedingly worried they'll be worried about themselves they'll be worried about their families they're going to be worried about their children um, lots of things you see on, on, on social media is about parents worrying about their children being in school with other children um, as we know particularly younger children um, although you, you see it right through um, at the age ranges and there's lots of snot and sneezing and, and all these sort of close contact and all these things are young people and obviously they're, they're a, a real pit of, 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 of possibility for transmission of, of, of colds and flus and diseases and things, aren't they? So, so um, yeah, I've created a whole bunch of uh, resources. One I've got, which is going to be coming out over the next day uh, or so, um, uh, breaks things down. So, so some simple advice if your school has to close, things to consider, yeah. um, how you can sort of work with parents and uh, things to support teachers. So I can happily run sort of through some of those bits of advice if, if you'd like. Uh, very like much so. I'd love to share that as well. In a world where, where teachers are having to teach kids how to blow their noses, as you've rightly said, how to wipe their bottoms uh, and how to eat properly and use a knife and fork, I, I'm so worried about how on earth we're going to manage uh, to be able to teach kids at home. So uh, let's start with uh, some of the, the brilliant stuff that's available, a lot of it free of charge, uh, Google Classrooms and stuff. Uh, is it worth anyone getting into that if they're already not already doing it, Mark? Well, the thing is, Russell, you know, um, most schools will either be one of two things. They will either be a school which uses Microsoft tools or there'll be a school that uses Google tools. Okay. Uh, so there's Office 365 for education and there's Google Suite for education. Okay. If you are in one of those two camps, which you are most likely going to be, then there are tools within both of those ecosystems that both um, um, uh, platforms mm. can provide to, to support what you're doing in your school. So if you are a school which has Google Suite for Education, then Google Classroom provides a fantastic hub for sharing with parents and learners um, any kind of act- learning activities that you want to undertake. Um, super simple to use, very easy to set up. There's lots of support through the Google Help sites to uh, help get you up and running and set up and whatnot. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm doing a similar um, conversation tonight, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be in, uh, have one of the team from Google in uh, sharing a bit more deeply about that. But Google have their offer. 
Mm. And equally, Microsoft have their offer too. And there are two tools uh, within inside um, Office 365 which can be of help and assistance. The one which is probably going to be of most help will be one called Microsoft Teams. Yeah. Okay. Um, which, again, if you're at a Microsoft school, you'll have access to freely available already. You won't have to set up any new email addresses or any of those sort of things. It will all work out of the box for you. Um, there are things to consider with all these things as well, though, and it's about managing it. And, and you know, as you know yourself, Russell, for having uh, been in education for a long time, it's often the behaviours for learning that make things work. It's often yeah. um, the, 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 the things that cause issues aren't often the technology. It's, it's, the, it's the people who are using that technology. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, <clears throat> for example, there are chat rooms, there are um, features in there for sharing and things. And so etiquette is going to be the thing which is going to be most important to keep on top of. Um, and and um, so I've seen a great example of how to manage this from Mark Steed. He's the head teacher at uh, the Kellett school in hong kong yes and they've got a parental consent form yeah and which really clearly outlines the behaviors they expect from their students and what, what parents can expect from their teachers you know so being dressed professionally be on being on time um you know all, all those sorts of things and it's that's those sorts of approaches uh, that i think are really important but the, the infographic i'm going to be sharing uh, for example okay, if your school has to close uh, explain expectations clearly to parents be clear what you require your teachers to do equally explain clearly what you require your learners to do and then document those procedures and ensure you get consent from parents it's also important to remember things around safeguarding too in all these different platforms particularly if you're going to be using video tools and yeah. google meet uh, is, is something that you can use within the google ecosystem so you've got skype and, and things built into microsoft teams as well sure. if you're expecting your teachers to be uh, delivering or co contacting uh, having video face-to-face uh, you know, -face interactions online uh, with young people then safeguarding there is a huge um, uh, um, concern and an issue uh, uh, for, for teachers and parents and children to be mindful of and so again addressing those sorts of things in a really clear and transparent way through a simple thing like the consent form I just mentioned yes. it's a great way to um, help manage the expectations for all parties concerned and making everything really really transparent um, as I say that, that whole throwing the baby out of the bathwater thing you know it, it has to be a measured response and don't overreach you know you might think you want to be trying to do you know um, lots and lots and lots and lots but actually um, as with many things you know it, technology implementation is hard enough in schools when things are under normal circumstances um, in, in need strained times and they are strange times as well yes. um, but in these unusual times when 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 um, um, uh, stresses are high and pressures are high and and uh, people are concerned about lots and lots of different things you know a, a really keeping it simple approach um, is going to be and, and a consistent approach as well yeah. um, you know um, <clears throat> I, I've heard tale of um, one school where they're going from one class to the next and one teacher is using one system and another teacher is using another system and another teacher is using another system that's not helpful to anybody yeah. apart from maybe the teacher who's using it <laughs> well it's far better to try and have consistent approaches to all these things so it's easier for the learners to know what they've got to do so that they can do the right things it's going to be difficult for them from home as well there are so many things to consider but they're keeping it nice and simple and having those sort of procedures outlined and explained clearly to parents 
explain clearly to teachers, providing support and, and, and platforms for them to be able to know how to use these things and also being flexible in that because people aren't going to get things right first time yeah. and rec- recognising that and, and ensuring that um, uh, teachers are, are well looked after and supported through the, 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 these processes and the changes uh, is also really, really important. So again, establishing those clear procedures, making sure you've got safeguarding considerations in place. Also making sure there's sufficient access to technology. If you're going to use technology, I saw a parent, there was a, um, a hashtag trending the other night called Close the Schools UK. And there was a, a single parent on there saying, you know, I'm really worried. I've got three children yeah. and I've only got one, I, one iPad. If, I, if my children or three of my children are at home and they're going to be expected to do home learning, how can they actually do all that? Well, um, you know, using these platforms like Classroom, like um, Microsoft Teams, you know, children can access the information that they need to be working on, but they don't need to physically be doing things digitally. I saw a great resource that they shared by the team at Pobble. Yes, indeed. Uh, 20- Brilliant, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. 25 learning activities that you can do without using any technology, mm. you know. Why not set some reading when the students, if, you know, if, if schools are going to have to close, then make sure they've got access to books that they can take home so they can do their reading that they need to be able to do. Uh, and have all these analog resources at home because you know like yourself you, you, you're head, you know, massively into technology just as I am but it's just part of the picture. Yes. You know, just uh, I, I mean, every, every child has an Apple pencil but I equally I want them to have an actual pencil yes. <laughs> you know yes. and so you know <clears throat> mixing it all up in a blended approach to uh, not blended learning but you know blending between analog no, and digital understand, understand. Is increasing, increasingly key and also the flip side of it as well you know be mindful of access and things like that but what are you going to do to support those students who have additional needs yeah. uh, you could have um, uh, people with, where English is their second language, um, uh, students who've got a um, variety of um, special educational needs, uh, additional learning needs that, that, that need to be supported. Um, again, it's not about having all the answers. I know I haven't got all the answers for all the schools and, and nobody will, but you will in, within your school, within your context. What's important is you're giving that consideration to those things so that you're able to make it work for you within your school. Yes. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm just reading a tweet right now whilst we're doing this that Shobi, this is Abdul's just tweeted, this Shobi's been offline due to unprecedented demand. Um, and that's just, uh, that's, yeah. are the systems tough enough? Is everyone going to be able to cope if we're all kind of hitting these resources? Well, that's another reason why I'm talking. I mean, it's, it's that every edtech company and their dog is offering their services for free. And you know, if you're a school which uses iPad a lot, you know, if you're a one-to-one iPad school, for example, then Shobi is a fantastic uh, tool to use. And it is likely that you will be using Shobi already. Mm. Um, or, or, there, there are two tools that are used uh, um, ex- extensively uh, within um, uh, iPad schools, uh, and that is the Shobi app and another one called Seesaw. Yes. Seesaw are also are, are sharing their resources and, and opening up the, the um, uh, premium features for free and, yes. and so forth and so on. But if you're a school that isn't using these things already, I would say go back to what I said right at the beginning of our conversation because Google and Microsoft have got the capacity to deal with these things. You know, the Azure services within Microsoft, they are humongous and they will be able to cope with the demand. Um, You know, um, in in, in the scheme of ethic companies, you know, Shobi is a big company. Seesaw is also a big company, but they're not Microsoft, uh, you know, um, and and Apple. Companies that are turning over trillion dollar profits a year, um, they have the infrastructure there and it's already there in place and it's likely that you've got one or either of those already in place in your school so 
stick with what you've got. And, you know, as I said before a second ago, Russell, implementing new technology is difficult in the best of circumstances. Yes, indeed. In these days, you know, you, you need to stick with what you've got yeah. um, and, and work within the frameworks that you've already got there available to you. Sure, you know, if you, if you um, want to um, uh, use something um, like, let's say, um, Padlet, as, as a space which is you know um, where you want to um, enable an activity mm. you know then and that links through to um, say you can use single sign-on with google for example with padlet that's not a whole ecosystem you're moving to that's just one little tool that you might use for a particular type of learning activity yeah i mean it's, it's not about changing you know the whole sort of way in which you submit work assess work you know, it's it, 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 using moving over to something like Shobi or, or Seesaw at the moment in time. And this, is, this isn't to say that they're not, they're not worthwhile products. They are both fantastic products. And I've worked with many schools that use them you know, superbly. When I was teaching full time, we used Shobi within my iPad school, for example. Mm. It's a fun, but if you're not doing these sort of things already, teachers are going to be stressed and worried enough yeah. as parents, as our students. So stick with the infrastructures and the systems you've already got in place. And then if you know, build upon that and, and slowly over time. If you're in month three and things are ironed out and people are happy using all these different systems, um, then at that point in time, you know, think about how you might sort of add some extra things on nice. to supplement add to your existing offer um but you know at the point we're at right now i think it's about thinking look what we've got where are we at what are the tools that we, we use and, 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 and make, make use of already that isn't going to cost us any extra money either no, no. um you know and 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 build upon that and you know turn to turn to social media and ask for help as well if you're not sure you know um Ian's the head teacher, I'm sure he would uh, back me up on this. You know, turning to your communities as well, asking for help within your communities. You know, <clears throat> one of the great things about having a governing body is that you can pull on the uh, skill sets of parents mm. in your uh, in your community. One, you know, it, it's, it's not a, a failure on your behalf if you're a head teacher, a deputy head, or a sure. system head. If you go to your communities and say, we need some help at this point in time. Is it that... Um, um, one of your parents within your within your community um, is somebody who um, you know is, is, is experienced in this field. Is there anything that they've got access to themselves? Can they bring anything to support? You know, and and asking those questions out publicly isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength to say, yeah. you know, we're in this together. Um, and you know, because these are strange times, aren't they? They are indeed. And um, you know, and and what I. What I always sort of fall back to at these sort of times, Russell, is is my my values. You know, what 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 sort of person am I? What sort of leader am I? What sort of uh, what are my approaches? And so it's about honesty, transparency, working with people, asking for help when it's needed. It, it, these, these aren't weaknesses; these are strengths. And going back to your values and working with those and working with people are the things that are going to bring us together and make these things work in the long term. I think. I know, absolutely right. Um, very quickly, thank you so much indeed, Mark. I, I just, I, I'm ticking lots of things off my box here, um, but also you've mentioned things that I hadn't thought about. Governors, I hadn't thought about that. Well done, absolutely brilliant for that. Um, where can we go to get some resources that you've talked about? Are you, you said you're writing all this up. Is there a website we can go to, or should we just hang out with you on Twitter? <laughs> we can. You're always welcome to hang out with me on Twitter, Russell. Uh, I'm sharing lots of things through there. 
Um, I did see um, someone share, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll ping you this so you can put it in the show notes afterwards, uh, so shared a, a wakelet they've been curating with lots of resources around all of this. But nice. the first article I wrote, which has got lots of great um, um, advice in there, uh, I made a nice little infographic in there, um, which includes options both for Google and Microsoft schools. Uh, I shared that um, on the Independent Thinking website. I, I sort of co-authored that with Ian Gilbert. Nice. Um, the one I'm talking, I was talking about now, uh, I'm also um, uh, co-authoring with Ian as well, and that should be out over the next day or so. But um, to help um, at this point in time, I'm going to send out the infographic right now because it's actually a, a great simple reckoner um, to um, sort of reference. Uh, so please do check out my website, ittevangelist.com. Um, I've put on there, and you can get this from netsupportsoftware.com uh, as well. Uh, Al Kingsley and I um, co-authored a guide to uh, creating a digital strategy. And so it's really important that when you know, you're know you moving through these processes and in these new times, you're considering all the sorts of uh, elements. So uh, another thing to, to sort of bear in mind, if you are thinking of taking on, uh, for example, a good example, um, uh, Century Tech um, have uh, been offering uh, their tool um, uh, for free to schools um, for um, access to their platform. Now, if you are going to be taking on any new platforms, uh, it's really important, even in a time of crisis, um, that you um, uh, think about data protection impact assessment sure. on any kind of new product you might want. Clearly, my advice has been to not start using loads and loads of new products. But yes. if you wanted to take something like Sentry up on their offer, um, make sure that you're still ticking all the boxes uh, around um, GDPR, uh, around data processing, all those sort of things. Because you know these things can often, um, in times of ah, panic, <laughs> in what all crowd would we do? You know, uh, th- these things can be easily forgotten. Um, and I-, I would hate. Uh, for anyone, because you know, whilst we're all worried about the situation at the moment, things are going to get better. Yes, you know, um, it's, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but eventually it will get better. And I would hate for any school leaders um, or, or teachers to find themselves in any kind of bother, murky water. Indeed, and what because they forgot to do something that they would normally have otherwise done in the heat of the moment when we're in all under pressure in this sort of crisis situation that we're in right now. So please do um, sort of consider those sort of things and making sure that it's all being done lawfully and uh, and, and data being processed correctly and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, plenty of places you can get good um, resources from though. Uh, so my, my website, um, so you're sharing great things as well, Russell. I'm sure you're going to be getting some great uh, resources from the other guests you've been having on uh, this evening. Um, so yeah. And, and before I go, thank you um, so much, Russell, for bringing all of this together, because um, the more we work together, the more we share and Indeed. get all these things out, the better, the better prepared teachers are going to be and school leaders are going to be uh, for when things get uh, a bit further down the line with Indeed. schools being shut and whatnot so thank you for Brilliant. your hard no, work no thank you very much indeed Mark you're doing a cracking job there chatting live there with the fabulous Mark Anderson at ICT Evangelist it's all happening there Mark thanks a lot pleasure as ever cheers thanks Russell Brilliant, Mark Anderson there. Uh, you're listening to Ian Rocky and Russell Prue on this coronavirus uh, schools shutdown remote learning special show this evening on the Friday evening. Coming up to 20 past 10 this evening. My goodness me, where's the time gone, Russell? I can hardly believe it. No idea at all. It's really good. We need to work on a much catchier title. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like it's like we've suddenly taken on the DFE marketing team because <laughs> they're not really renowned for their superb marketing and catchy titles for their initiatives. There's more work to be done on that, listeners, for sure. I, I but like, we need an acronym for that. But we do need something. Wouldn't that be funny if it was rude? <laughs> we bring the Sony to work on that as well. It would go above the kids' heads, and no one will know, and not even the department. Uh, we decided, listeners, just to do something about it. It was. Uh, it's the time. It's just the right time to try and test this process. So we've been testing the concept of broadcasting live alongside some uh, stimuli, and uh, Ian came up with this brilliant idea uh, to use blogs because that's what he does in his school. Absolutely, we use them all the time. And just picking up on a couple of things that Mark was saying, really, you know, linking to the blogs, the whole idea of what we're doing this evening. I mean, as as a school leader already, I've 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 started to put together an action plan. You know, we talk about action plans all the time. But in, in these times, it really, I think, is necessary to look at the resources you've got, as Mark was saying, and put together something which isn't going to, to, to shake or rock anything, anybody's confidence, provide uh, unnecessary workload on school staff. Because, you know, they are going to be nervous as it is from, from having to work remotely, prospectively. Um, so having some kind of very simple action plan in place is going to be key in terms of the tools that we're using, how we're going to be using them. And he's quite right, you know, using people within the community. I mentioned earlier on when we talked about Jotcast, you know, what's to stop a, a school from getting somebody within a, a particular field or within a particular area of expertise to be that person answering the questions on Jotcast, a scientist maybe. Maybe you've got a vir virologist, I think that's the right phrase, it a is. virologist um, who works within the local community who can sit and actually give a, an informed opinion on coronavirus with the children you know because in this age of fake news russell we talk about fake news all the time don't we we do you indeed know? it's an important concept it is an important concept and i know you do an awful lot of work on that in radio but actually you know it's, it's important to have the right information the right facts to hand so that children can also you know make an informed decision and carry out the right practices when looking after themselves so i think mark makes some absolutely fantastically valid points there He's such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, he really is. But I also, I think I'd like to talk to you really, Russell, about the, the, the benefits of education radio because we've touched on a number of things this evening. I'd really like to hear your perspective on the power of education radio and using education radio in times of a school shutdown. Well, in a perfect world, a school have had the opportunity to buy their own radio station and be doing it themselves and uh, we've got uh, 361 customers uh, at the moment. I've just put that number, the 361st customer uh, had their radio station from me just a couple of weeks ago. Um, that's not going to happen. You can't all that out overnight and that's not something that anyone has said on today's show that you should just rush out and do something brand new the, the concept here listeners were was about how what I could do to help you in a school uh, and I've had a couple of schooling uh, inquiries one from school in London Mary Farmer thank you so much indeed Mary uh, she wanted to do something in her school in London and uh, Andrea from a school in Germany uh, her school was shutting down today and could we do something next week how would it work would my radio channel uh, reach uh, Germany yes indeed Andrea it is worldwide as is all internet radio broadcast so it was an idea around how 
what I could do to help schools that don't have any radio equipment. And this is exactly what we're doing today. This is a proof of concept, a live radio show that just beautifully illustrates that. So Ian is in his studio. He would typically be the uh, educator. Uh, I'm hosting. I don't need to speak. He's doing most of the talking. Uh, uh, some of you will be aware as well. No change there, I have to say. Change there. <laughs> no change there. He's brilliant. Uh, he's hosting there as well. We've got a Skype link between us. That's not costing us a penny. He's coming into the studio here and I'm just broadcasting it out, mixing some jingles and some pre-recorded content, uh, which I managed to get when about 10.30 this morning, we both decided that we were going to do a broadcast less than 12 hours away. Nothing like planning. And this was nothing like planning, listeners. But still, the, we've proved the concept. I think it's worked. Even Carol, our listeners here today are saying it's worked. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you so much for that. Uh, clearly, we've proved the concept. So it's, this is about the importance of having audio alongside some stimulated learning activity. And Ian has beautifully demonstrated how we could open up a blog or we could pal up with a school that's already using blogs if you've not got a blog in your school or you think this is a step too far. Or you could use a, just a Google's doc uh, and do it with that if you're a Google school. If you're not a Google school, you'd be a Microsoft school, as Mark Anderson has just said in his interview, then you could use some Teams or some uh, some OneDrive activity or to share something online on a kind of a notice board. And then that's the stimulation uh, for some writing or some conversation, but that needs to be directed. You, The kids need to hear the educator's voice. Now, yes, you could record something, but we know that lots of colleagues are just not happy doing that on their own. And our idea was for me, Russell Prue, to bring some of that expertise and that wealth of service free of charge to schools that want to do this for their young people during uh, an enforced shutdown. And we can both of us see that's heading towards us at great speed at the moment. It certainly is. And it's such a brilliant concept, I have to say. I mean, you're, uh, you know how, how much I love radio and how much we use radio to support our learning during school time. But this is a, this, the perfect opportunity, Russell, to utilise the skills and the resources that you've got. And even, in fact, something as simple as, you know, if a, if a teacher is sat with a, a, an email account uh, children can email questions in with the, because I'm actually you're you're controlling the, the the system here. I'm sat behind my microphone, um, so all I need to concentrate on is what I'm actually saying. Whilst we're talking, I'm actually looking at a, a screen. I'm looking at emails. I've looked at some blog comments. I've looked at all sorts of things. So the educator is in the prime position to be educating whilst you are facilitating the the live education radio in order for that educator to deliver to those children and young people. I think it's just brilliant. I think you should be hugely congratulated for this. Thank you so much. And I can step in or is or not at all. How, However you so want it to happen. It's a free service. If you want to contact us, just go across to my uh, website, andertontiger.com forward slash coronavirus. There are details there about how to contact us and how to book your slot. And there's no charge for this at all. We're all doing what we can without as Mark has rightly said in the last interview to interview and Ian as well acknowledging the fact that we don't want to throw loads of new stuff at you do what you've already been doing well and let's extend it with some uh, 
transparent technology to reach your listeners. All the listeners have to do, all the young people or your pupils, is go to the website and you could have a link on your school website so they don't have to come to my website and click on the play button and they'll hear that. We have apps in all the stores that are suitable for children three years and above. And I think that's important. This would be impossible to do um, very quickly. I've been doing it for many, many years, Has as has Ian. And so I think uh, some great advice here from both of us. It's been an absolute brilliant show. Um, really enjoyed talking to you, Ian. Thank you so much indeed. This is a, a late night for some of us. And the beauty of this radio, no one cares. I'm in my pyjamas. I'm ready for bed. No well, one cares. There's no video. No one minds what I look like. Well, absolutely. It's the it's the best thing, isn't it? And actually, just before we do, uh, do we sign off, a couple of uh, comments back on the blog again. So Mr. Webb Miles, uh, who I've known for quite some time via Twitter, he's in South Taranaki, North Island in New Zealand, saying hello again, the global reach of um, education and technology and learning. We've got uh, Ashley Clayton, who uh, is one of my uh, my kind of head teacher friends that we help each other out with blogging. Hello, I'm in Chorley too, just like David. I'm currently not feeling too good, but love anything to do with blogging. Good luck with the blog. Thanks, Ashley. Good luck to you as well. I hope you feel better soon. And Carol, who we've uh, mentioned and spoken to this evening on the microphone. Hi, I am Horizontal on a sofa in Scotland and loving the show. Carol, thank you so much for listening. Russell, it's been an absolute pleasure this evening. I've loved this. Thank you for all your hard work in putting together these uh, these interviews. As always, stunning quality and absolute perfection. So it's been hope it's been really useful and I really hope that uh, people take you up on your offer because I do think it is going to be so incredibly beneficial in the weeks to come. You're really kind, and I do too. And it just kind of gets more folks talking about it as well. There's a, a comment there from Mark Anderson that's just come in as well. Thanks both for having me sharing this with you this evening. No trouble at all. And a namaste, uh, clasped hands there as well. And that's how I'm greeting folks at the moment. Uh, handshaking okay. seems to be de rigueur, and uh, that's a lovely way. So thank you so much indeed, Mark. It was brilliant. I think uh, he talked almost nonstop for 18, 19 minutes there, and every moment there were four or five cracking pieces of advice and uh we are blessed with a very very rich and not in the monetary terms but a rich um ict tech industry there are lots of very very experienced folk uh, that have uh walk the same path trodden in the same steps and can help you in these very difficult times and thank you very much indeed ian uh, for joining me this evening and thanks for helping putting this show together it's been absolutely fabulous yeah it's been an absolute pleasure russell and and actually really worth mentioning as well just before we go that the, the thread that's run through this entire show this evening has actually been twitter another free resource again maybe not something to venture into as an educator if it is new but certainly uh, a very very rich vein indeed of collaboration uh, and experiences and also for linking with other people particularly authors just a very quick anecdote for you mm. uh, and listeners uh, a reluctant writer one of my reluctant boy writers i got him to write a book review this morning once he'd written the book review using a gravity form no no login required on the blog i tweeted the author 
of the book. And uh, the author, not only did she reply to the tweet, she also left a comment on his individual blog. She's offered to write the class a postcard and give them a poster because it is their class reading book. And she also included her publisher in that tweet. Uh, and so uh, with a reach of 15,000 followers and but also the resources to back up a publishing company that kind of thing all free from one tweet uh, which is so incredibly powerful so i do think there is a, a a case there also if you've got some kind of social media platform to use it in a really uh, productive and and strong way to to collaborate and work with other educators uh, and and certainly people that can can help you with uh, diversifying your learning Absolutely. Uh, Listeners, if you're still with us, it is uh, 28 minutes to 11. It's Friday the 13th, and I hope this has been a very lucky day for you. This audio broadcast will be available afterwards on soundcloud.com forward slash Russell Prue and available on Spotify and in iTunes as well. And thank you so much indeed to all my guests and to the brilliant Ian Rocky, who can be reached at iRocky on Twitter, or you can go across to his school website and uh, have a look at westwoodblogs.com net forward slash learning with the stuff we're doing i think we'll be doing this again ian i do too russell i'd very much like to to do that so thank you so much indeed as always i've uh, i've loved learning from the best and tonight's been another of those occasions so thank you very much indeed pleasure have a lovely weekend and thank you very much listeners thank you very much for joining us this has been an ian rocky and russell prue production my favorite station don't go anywhere you're experiencing the power of education radio broadcasting. Feel, feel the power.